Sponsorship brought to you by Weldon Auto Detail. For auto detailing, well done. Man, I'll tell you what, these guys couldn't do a better job on your car if you wanted them to. I really can't be happier with how well they get into all those fine crevices, cracks, and everything else. Brings the interior back to life, the exterior back to life. I mean, who could say more? And for the price points, it's very reasonable to know that somebody could spend a whole day, a whole day, making your baby shine and shimmer like it did the day it was new, or at least as close to new as you can get it. And how some of their fans even say it's as close to showroom quality as you could expect. Weldon Auto Detail can be found on Google and also on Facebook at Weldon Auto Detail. Check them out. Show your support. And if you can, drop by and let them clean up your ride. It's about time for an intro. Reaper Rambo's crazy thoughts. Man, oh man, oh man, is it good to be in my new studio. I have dropped a few dollars on a really, really awesome microphone. I could not be happier with the deal that I got. Man, it feels nice to have a little bit of professionalism, I think. That'd be cool. I mean, you know, who would have thunk it? So I decked it out, man. I've got both my laptops set, filleted open. I ran some Christmas lights just to give a little ambiance, so to speak. I spent the afternoon jamming to some old LPs, and it was just what I needed to get me in the mood to really throw down on this podcast, man. I started to think heavy, heavy, heavy about music and the things that pushed me and drove me to where I am today. And believe it or not, heavy contributions to that time of, of every time of my life, rather, every segment of my life, every piece of my journey has had some sort of a soundtrack, whether it be early 80s, late 80s rock, 70s rock, 60s rock, dare I say, even some 50s. Then into the 90s grunge movement, for a small short time there was some country, but I, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of country music, so... We'll skip that whole um, demographic of music, genre, if you will. Um, a little bit of rap. I, I was more into the storytelling rap than I than I was into just the hip-hop club music. It's not my scene, but I respect it. I respect all types of music, bluegrass, gospel, all of it. But my heart, my absolute heart in music lies in the genre of rock and roll. Every shub, uh, shub, huh, faux pas on my part. Too bad I can't edit that out, but it is what it is. Every genre of music inside the major category of rock, whether it be metal, um, southern fried rock, alternative, grunge, um, thrash, speed metal, even some black death metal and things of that nature, it all appealed to me to some degree. Now, there's some that I just can't listen to. There's such things too heavy, and there's even a such thing as too soft. 
I take bands that I've been talked to, you know, talked to about for years and some stuck with me and some don't. One of the ones that didn't, I never understood why was Dream Theater had an amazing band, but their lead singer, in my opinion, not so good. Imagine Dream Theater with a powerhouse on vocals like a Miles Kennedy, and that whole band is completely different. So I decided what I was going to do is I was going to break down my Reaper Rambo's top 100 songs of all time based on how I feel in my 30s now that I've had a lot of time to dive in, listen to, and just get right down to the nitty gritty it's incredible how many songs have crossed my earlobes, how many times I've listened to certain songs over and over again, the difference between a decent album, a good album, and a great album, what could inspire almost limitless play, having a CD player or a tape player in your car for the full first time, and just letting a soundtrack of whatever just, just come out, just ramp through your speakers and never hit next one time. It's music like that that reminded me that I truly love it. I truly do. And it just so happens that I recently grabbed a hold of a vinyl player, a record player, if you will, and just so happened to have a nice little stack of uh, vinyl over here to include things like Van Halen, Leonard Skinner, Foreigner, Kiss, Nazareth, Alice Cooper, and so on. And I just started playing some of the greatest stuff that I, I haven't heard in forever. And even yesterday, while at Best Buy, I noticed that they're starting to sell vinyl. And they had a cool a cool little selection that I wouldn't have mind taking some home for. But it's not like CDs, kids. You can't just snatch an album off the shelf for $10 anymore. The price of vinyl has gone up. And unfortunately, you're going to have to budget yourself if you really want to build your collection. However... You look around a little bit, they do have little mom and pop flea markets and places that still sell quality vinyl. Sometimes it's a little warp, sometimes a little scratch, but that hiss, that that crackle that you can only get for vinyl, it's just nothing like it. And man, today I just, I dove in with both feet and probably why it took me so long to get this show out because I couldn't stop listening. Well, I'm going to count down from 100 to 76, and then talk about it a little bit as I'm going through those transitions and and just explain how these songs made the list. And probably the next four or three episodes after this, so four episodes in total, will be a complete breakdown, my top 100 songs, because I just don't think I can record an entire podcast in one day to have all 100 songs and still have time to talk about it. I also want to quickly say that none of this was written by me uh, as far as the songs. I give credit where credit is due to the bands in which brought these songs to life. Because without them, this world would be a quiet, miserable place. So I hope you guys enjoy the top 100 songs by Reaper Rambo. And we are back. Man, I tell you what, I had to refine my list so I could get through 100 to 76. And I'm just going to jump right in. I'm just going to jump right in. So number 100, I'm sorry, I sounded pretty cheesy doing that, but this list was kind of important to me and I wanted to make sure that I got the list together as best I could. Now, you're going to see things on this list that those who know me will probably think would have been higher on the list, but try to remember 
as the time has gone on, what I will and won't listen to anymore, what I've killed, what I have buried, what I've beaten into the ground from repetitive listening, doesn't mean it doesn't make the list. It just may not be as high on my list because currently the things I'm listening to in a day-to-day on playlists or whatever, I think have the right to be higher on the list as they are what is affecting me now. So number 100 off of their debut album, Matchbox 20 had a song called Cody that was on the same album as Push and uh, It's 3 a.m. and uh, whatever that other song was. But I don't know why that particular song, man, it just the first time I heard it to any time that I go back to dive into Matchbox 20, um, the song Cody really sits with me. I like the way that it sounds. I like the melody to it. I kind of get the song to some degree, man. It's just that one fit at that time in my life. I don't know why. I can't really explain it. And probably if I go back and read the lyrics, I'll think I'm a crazy person for saying that. But I related to the sound, if nothing else. So it had to make the list. I just figured, why not stick it right at the bottom since I probably haven't heard it in about mm, seven or eight months. It's still a song that never leaves me. So number 100 is Cody. Matchbox 20. Now, by the way, I do plan for you guys out there in Google Play land, I am going to make an actual playlist and I will name it Reaper Rambo's Top 100 or something to that effect. By the end of the last episode, we'll have a good name for it. And I'll make sure I put that into the information. So if you guys want to jam out to what I listen to, you'll have the opportunity to do so. So number 99, this song both appealed to me at a time in my life where I was going through some things, and this is still back when videos were a thing, man. So number 99, I give to Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. I can't tell you why, but that song, I just got it. I understood depression as best as anybody could at that point in their life. And it, it just it made sense. Everybody does hurt. Everybody does have a disconnect sometimes in their life. Everybody does have a need for a shoulder or something. So it's one of those things that helps me remember that we're all humans. And every human has feelings except for sociopaths. <laughs> and we move on to number 98, Counterfeit by Limp Biscuit. Now this song got to me. Because it was kind of at the same time I was starting to learn how fake people really were and how people could play a part but not really mean it, not really embrace their true selves and even being guilty of it from time to time. I used to tell people that I had two different names and both of my names involved two completely separate sides of myself. But as I've gotten older, I've just let that shit go, man, because it is what it is. You move on, you live on, things happen. Number 97, I give to I Want to Know What Love Is. Man, what a powerful song. One of the first rock ballads that I ever tried to sing, even as a young man. By the way, I butcher that song, so anybody out there listening that thinks they're going to get me to karaoke that one, I will not do it. I am not good at it, and I'm not going to try to be. But that song is just, man, there was... A top 10 staples of power ballads. I would have to imagine this is up there. Now, <clears throat> a little bit of humor. The next song comes in, number 96, at Simply Irresistible by Robert Palmer. 
I used to think this song said Harry and the Henstables because I hadn't long watched Harry and the Hendersons the first time that I ever saw this music video. And it was also the first time I can remember hearing and I would sing it Harry and the Henstables, even though it was Harry and the Hendersons. Quite funny. Used to crack my mother up. But the video was also pretty bizarre. If you anybody remembers that video, it was it was a very interesting video. Um, following that, Take On Me by AHA. Another one that got me from the video alone. Plus, early Breaking Benjamin stuff in their previous band, they had some kind of like, I don't remember if it was one of the like skate deals where they had like, I forget the names of them. God, it's been so long. But they used to have like, not like a Lollapalooza, but it had something to do with skating. And they used to have like little band segments. And I remember back in the days of the Napster, the LimeWire, you could actually get a hold of this rough copy of them covering Take On Me, which I loved. But it's further down the list for me because that song can get super repetitive. It's almost as bad as Rick Rolling Somebody, but I do love the song. Following that is Brompton Cocktail by Avenged Sevenfold. Now, Avenged Sevenfold may only make the list one more time. While I do love their music, it hasn't been enough to really destroy other songs off the list. So I can't promise you that you're going to see them again, but you might. Who knows? Following that, another classic. Kansas gives us Carry On, My Wayward Son. I always kind of felt that as my anthem, you know, being that my dad introduced me to this kind of music. I really, um, I don't know. I kind of fell in love with this one that this song kind of told me go out and carve my own path, which I feel that I did. I feel like I have in many ways done that. And, you know, it's, you got to sometimes you just have to, you have to embrace that your life is your life and you got to hit the ground running and go for it. And that song, man, whew, that song got me there for sure. Really motivated me to, to, to grow as a person. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's there. Following that, Holy Diver. Now, I'm going to say Ronnie James Dio because that's the original, man. Ronnie James Dio. Who makes music better than this guy back then? He's the freaking godfather of the metal hand. And dare I say, he, other than Ozzy, He's kind of one of those staples for that particular genre of music. I mean, Black Sabbath wasn't the same when Ozzy left, but Ronnie James Dio did his own thing, and he just made it work. And He's got a vocal range that even then, freaking extraordinary. Now, there are two versions of this song that I love, the original, and then Killswitch Engage did a remake several years ago. I couldn't help but love it, too. I mean, they took something that was already awesome, turned it up to 11, and went for it. Following that, we've got London Calling by The Clash. Now, funny enough, I didn't actually hear this song for the first time until I think it was a Grammys performance where Bruce Springsteen and a couple other people came out and they did it as like a, a trio. And I was like, man, I've never heard this song before. So I go and I download the original and fell in love. This song was killer. And I knew that... Um, it was one of those things that's just going to stick with me. And it's one of those things I can put on at any point in time. Now, I'm not going to say I am or am not a Clash fan, but this one, for sure, top 100 song. After that, we've got Love Song by The Cure. Now, just like Holy Diver, Love Song has been remade. 
The original, the Cure version, I love, dearly love the Cure version. But 3.11 did an updated version, and it just brought a little modernization of the time, a little better, cleaner, you know, guitar. And I can't lie and say that I don't love it as much. I mean, granted, they're not the ones that wrote it. But if you're going to cover a song, this is how you do it. So I tip my hat to 311. And you're probably going to see a few more songs like that, too, where there's an original that's good and then somebody remade it. And I love both versions, which brings us into the next song. Oh, whoa, whoa, before I leave Love Song. It was also one of those songs that I got. Like, if I'm going to love somebody, which I do. I've been with my wife now for almost 10 years. Little little clap there if I could have the sound effect, but I don't. Um, almost 10 years. 10 years. And that was one of those songs that kind of felt like if I was going to sum up how I felt or how I wanted to feel about a relationship, that would be one of them. So love song, man, that's where to go. Following that, another one that's been remade, like I was saying, Imagine. Now, John Lennon, I think, was on some next level shit back in his songwriting days when he split from the Beatles and was doing his own thing. Man, he, he just he left you feeling like you you know this man's got something to say. He's he's I mean, kind of anti-political and kind of summed it all up with imagine this. Imagine a world where all of these things weren't what you thought they were and we all lived as, as just one harmony. And I think if that ever is achieved, we'll know happiness. Now, I can't agree with the imagine there's no religion part because, well, I myself believe in God, so... I can't say that, but having been remade, a perfect circle, there's just nothing like Maynard's voice, man, and the way that he just comes up with these songs that he does to remake that and to make it darker instead of melodic, but bring a darkness to it, man. It's just incredible. I love the song. Now, bringing R.E.M. back on the list, we've got Losing My Religion. Now, I realize I have forgotten um, honestly, to continue with the numbers, that's on me. I actually forgot to write them down. And um, perhaps after this one, I will fix that and go back to, to numbering them. Or at the very end, I'll just recap and then you'll know what numbers. Were. Let's just go with that. Yeah, I'm just going to recap at the very end and we'll go with what's what. Now, I said REM. I don't know if I said the song, but the song is Losing My Religion. I remember understanding that song, too. I remember being in a corner one night crying. Um, this was really, I was younger. I was in my teenage years, and I just kind of mentally broken and just kind of pulling myself apart from the inside out. And it was just really odd that I happened to also be sitting in a corner, literally crying, um, quote, unquote, losing my religion. And that song just so happened to come on the radio station that I was listening to at the time. And I was just like, wow, you know, this kind of relates. Well, ever since then, like, and, and seeing the video, like I get it. I understand that concept when you're battling with God and your religion and, and you're battling with your feelings of what is and what isn't real. And you're battling with trying to accept that, life may not be the life you thought it was, or things may not be panning out the way you thought they should, or that things are breaking down on a level that you weren't prepared for. It's easy to question. But that song still sticks with me, and it still reminds me that 
sometimes you just have to take a second, take a deep breath and remind yourself it's always going to be okay. You just have to have the patience to get through the bad, to get back to the good. All right, so following that, this is where I get a little, uh, boo-hoo, it happened. Many years after I graduated high school, I had a group of friends that happened to have a few members that were still in high school, little brothers of friends, things like that. But we ended up getting close. And there was a talent show that came up, and uh, they did not have a lead singer. So they asked me, being that I was a front man for a band that I won't talk about in here right now, that could I just for a little while hop in, help out with vocals until they found somebody? Well, by the time the show aired, they hadn't found anybody, and I had to step in, and I had to do the damn thing. And that song was X's and O's by Atreyu. But yeah, I mean, X's and O's was kind of a, a cool a cool song to sing. Um, <clears throat> honestly, prior to meeting them up with band practice, I knew who Atreyu was, but I'd never actually heard that song. So <laughs> I, I tell people I got my crash course in Atreyu um, while going to band practice. But funny thing about that, even though it was with a couple of high school kids and the fact that I graduated from that high school, I still to this day have a statue of a lion's head for best band performance as we knocked it out of the park. Everybody went wild, standing ovation. It was truly, it was on up there with some of my other live performances and bars and things. I mean, it was just a cool feeling to know that I, I brought it, even though I must have looked like a true older guy hanging with some younger guys. I was drinking backstage, doing the whole thing. Oh, granted, I was old enough, but... It's still pretty funny to think that I went back to my high school many years later to help a group of graduating seniors absolutely destroy the house with a rocking performance that left everybody wanting more. So there you have it, folks. X's and O's came in at number 87 on my list. Moving on from that, now, this band was truly... If you don't like them, I don't know how you can't. They are, they are the epitome of... They just look like exactly what you would think they would look like with a name like ZZ Top. But Give Me All Your Lovin' comes in at number 86. I remember watching ZZ Top videos growing up. I was freaking in love with the Eliminator car. If you don't know what the Eliminator is, Google that shit. That car is fucking gorgeous. So Give Me All Your Lovin' and All Your Hugs and Kisses too comes in number 86 on my top 100 list. Really is a cool song. Now, number 85 goes back to darker days, I know, but I did not get into Metallica when everybody else did. In fact, it was during junior high. I was on a bus with, um, I was living with my grandmother for like a couple of weeks just because something I wanted to try. And one of my classmates passed along a CD to me. It was Metallica. Now, at that time in my life, I wasn't actually allowed to listen to that kind of music. But boy, am I glad I did because I fell in love. Now, I didn't get the Black Album right away. I started out with Ride the Lightning, and then that got switched out for Master of Puppets, which probably is a tough, a tough second place. Like, I don't know which album is better, Ride the Lightning or Master of Puppets, but the two together are absolutely in competition for my favorite Metallica album of all time. Now, follow closely behind that. It took a year to make, 
but the production value of it was insatiable. It is one of the only Metallica albums that I can start at any point and not want to go back to a song or skip a song. Nothing personal, guys. But the Black Album may be their best album of all time to most people. But my favorite song on that album has to be My Friend of Misery. It, man, the bass line, I was a bass player at first, and that song just... Oh, I used to love hearing that come across my big ass Iowa speakers and just let it play, man. But that song made the list at number 85. I just realized I said that's my favorite song on the album, but it might not be. We haven't gotten far enough into the list to know, have we? Hmm. Number 84, as a shock, actually comes to the song by Prince that I have sung more than any other song by Prince. Now, most people are going to think, wouldn't he say Purple Rain there? But no, because when I was a kid and we wanted to imitate Prince, we would all just burst out singing all seven. All seven and we'll watch them fall. Man, that song had the coolest beginning sound. Now, Prince is a badass. I'm not going to say he's not. But on my list, number 84 holds his track, All Seven. I love that song. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> Now, most of the people around me hate Kiss. It's just true. My kids hate Kiss. My wife hates Kiss. I don't hate Kiss. And Kiss may appear on this list more than once. You never know. But at number 83, I had to give credit for by far one of the most <laughs> really un... Uh, just no attempt to hide the fact that you're making a dick reference. But the song is actually a cool song. So at number 83, I give it to Love Gun by Kiss. <laughs> Funny thing about that, their album happens to also be called Love Gun. How about them apples? But it is one of my favorites. Now, Kiss has badass songs, and there are a few of them that stick around in my back and forth list, but granted, we're only in the top, I mean, we're only at the 100 to 76 level, so, I mean, you still got three more episodes to find out the rest and who else makes the list. So, Love Gun is number 83. Now, Tom Petty makes the list at number 82, and I guarantee you Tom Petty will make this list more than once. I fucking love Tom Petty. He just is the American rock icon story, in my opinion. That's a guy that just said, fuck it, I'm not pretty, but I can play a guitar and I can sing my ass off and I'm going to make it no matter what. And one of those songs that has been a mainstay on any time I'm going to dive into some Tom Petty music, I've got to hear is don't come around here no more. It was just a different song. Like you, you, you kind of had a time there where people were going more towards synthesizers and things were blended differently. And he just found a way to make that work in that time. And that's one of my absolute favorite petty songs is don't come around here no more. Number 81, Van Halen. Yes, it has made the list. Van Halen might be the earliest band that I can honestly think of that I have been a fan of for the longest. They used to say that when Jump would come on, not the song that I'm talking about now, but when Jump would come on, I would jump around in my crib because the album 1984 came out in, get this, 1984, and I was born in 1982. Guess how old I was when 1984 released? Two! So yes, it is quite likely that when Jump would come on, my little toddler ass would be jumping all over the place. So yes, 
Number 81, we get And the Cradle Will Rock. Fucking love Van Halen. At number 80, we come back to Foreigner. Now, this song actually was one of those songs where I was like, man, you know, I too want to be a jukebox hero. Because that song is, is, is real. Like, I've heard that one guitar that just blew me away. I've heard that sound of a band that makes me think I can do this. I've sat in on writing sessions and seen the genius evolve from, from nothing, from people humming out beats or humming out a melody to somebody sitting down with a guitar and trying to pick it out, to somebody piling on the drums and trying to just make a song. Doesn't even have to be a hit, just a song. And you get something like Jukebox Hero. Now, granted, jukeboxes aren't a thing anymore unless you're like a pool house or somewhere like that where they actually have one of those deals on the wall where they just internet search and find things. But this was back in the day when they had the records and you could see the record being moved and put away and another record grabbed and brought and sat down and you'd be at your Waffle House or wherever and you'd hear that that song start to just rattle on, man. And it, oh, man, what a song. So number 80. Now, it probably should have been further on the list, but there's a hundred songs. I mean, come on, guys. Don't bust my balls. Just know that this is my list. You can make your own. And number 79, another one of my bands. Now, people give me a lot of shit for liking ACDC because people say they all sound the same. Well, to some degree, they have found a formula for writing music that works. They have a set length of song, roughly. They have a pretty you know, pretty standardized beat to some degree. But, man, when I saw ACDC live in concert, now, granted, this was on television. I didn't get to see them in person because I'm not that cool. But ACDC, two bass drums brought down right beside the freaking drummer. So he's hitting them with his hands. Who does that? Fucking ACDC does that. That's who does it. But I throw them on this list, and yes, they will be on here again with one of my favorite songs by them. Number 79 is Have a Drink on Me. <clears throat> now, 78 is going to blow some people away, especially if my wife's listening. She's going to be thinking, I really thought this song would have been higher on the list. But as things have evolved, so has my taste in this particular band. Now, my son happens to have a middle name that is the same name as this band. Number 78 is the band Journey with Separate Ways, Worlds Apart. If you don't like that song, you can go fuck yourself. Because I love that song. That song has it all. It has synthesizer. It has guitars. It has a goofy-ass video. It has Steve Perry trying to look macho. He isn't. But the song itself is incredible. And I love it. Man, it just gets you in the... Dun, 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 dun. I mean, it, oh, dude, if you can't get to getting on some separate ways, worlds apart, then you just shouldn't listen to music anymore. But uh, enough about that. 77 comes in with another guy that's likely to make the list again. Eyes without a face, Billy Idol. When I first heard Billy Idol... It's Money Money, it's White Wedding, it's Rebel Yell, it's all these hard-hitting big songs. Bam, 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 in your face. But Eyes Without a Face wasn't any of those things. It was like a softer side of Billy Idol. And I loved it. I loved knowing that you could be dimensional. That was kind of like my first gateway into, if I'm going to be in a band, how would I want to be? And Billy Idol, I think, encompassed that pretty well. I mean... 
still a classic. I mean, just a great song. And the last one to make this list at number 76, Wanted Dead or Alive, Bon Jovi. Now, some of you have just grabbed your mouth. Like, what? I would have thought he'd have saved that one for the freaking top 25. And I almost did. But that goes back to the point. There are 100 songs on this list. And they can't all be top 25. And there are Bon Jovi songs that I love more than Wanted Dead or Alive. So this is my list. From 100 to 76, we've got Cody Matchbox 20, Everybody Hurts by R.E.M., Counterfeit Limp Biscuit. I Want to Know What Love Is, Foreigner, Simply Irresistible by Robert Palmer, Take On Me by AHA, Brompton Cocktail Avenged Sevenfold, Carry On My Wayward Son by Kansas, Holy Diver by Ronnie James Dio, London Calling by The Clash, Love Song by The Cure, Imagine by John Lennon. Losing My Religion, a second time R.E.M. makes the list. X's and O's by Atreyu. Give Me All Your Lovin' by ZZ Top. My Friend of Misery by Metallica. All Seven by Prince. Love Gun by Kiss. Don't Come Around Here No More. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. The Cradle Will Rock. Van fucking Halen. Jukebox Hero. Foreigner second time making the list. Have a Drink on Me, ACDC. Separate Ways, Worlds Apart. Journey, Eyes Without a Face, Billy Idol, and Wanted Dead or Alive, motherfucking Bon Jovi. That is my list from 100 to 76. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Stay tuned as number 75, all the way down to 51, will be my next episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Feel free to drop a comment. Don't forget to subscribe. And by all means, let me know if there's subject matter that you want to hear. Because while I do have a huge brain and it's always thinking, sometimes people can just tip you off to a topic that you just might ha happen to want to nail. And when you go into it and you really give it some thought, you put a little prep into it, you never know what kind of quality show you can come up with. So until next time, this is Reaper Rambo. You guys have a good one.